And you are listening to 94.1 KPFA in Berkeley, 89.3 KPFB in Berkeley, 88.1 KFCF in Fresno, and online at kpfa.org. The time is 3 p.m. Up next, cover to cover, open book. Welcome to Cover to Cover Open Book. I am your host for the next half hour. And of course, as always, I am Javelin Richards and you are my co-host. And I would like, if you have questions or thoughts about today's show, here is the number uh, to call. That's 510-848-4425. And if you're outside the 510 area code, then you will call one 800 958-9008 and we always welcome your call here at kpfa.org. Before I get started, I want to say a poetic goodbye to um, um, my first dog, Sugar Bear, who passed this week and here is her poetic uh, today's actually my guest is a poet, so I wanted to have a poetic goodbye to Sugar Bear. So Sugar Bear, Sugar Bear, Sugar Bear and Honey Bear, running down the highway. Where you going? Where you going? Well, I guess I'm going home. So Sugar Bear went home this week. So poetically, Sugar Bear, Mama Bear says, enjoy whatever transition. So there you have it uh, for that part of it. Now, today, on the air with me, I have a, um, he is a writer of poetry. He's also a film editor and also a musician. So we have three doors in which to talk to our guest. His name is Robin Lee, and he is, has his first book of poetry that's um, out today. And actually, there's a book opening for him uh, next week, and he'll give you that information as we go along. So we have an opportunity to listen to some poems that he's written out ask him some questions and hopefully there are questions that you want answers to and in case I don't have one that you have in mind then call the numbers that I gave out I'll give those numbers again so Robert Robin 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 welcome to the show thank you so much Jocelyn. welcome and your book is called the live long day Yes, it is. And this is a uh, chat book? It's a chap book, chap. actually. C-H-A-P. Mm-hmm. Uh, a chap book is a smaller book of poetry, usually 20 to 25 pages, not an, a, a large, large collection. You might find 20 poems, um, you know, 21, 22, 19. And um, it's a very common way for poets to first publish um, a small group of poems, and that's what I've done. And you did that inside the long day. The live long day. The live long day. (laughs) So how long have you been writing poetry and defining yourself as a poet? Well, more years than I care to admit. Um, uh, I've been writing poetry since uh, high school, at least. And... um, uh, I, I, it's just something I've been doing. I've, I've never, I, I guess I'm a poet. Okay. Um, but uh, over the years, um, I've continued to write and gone through various phases. And uh, this seemed like a good time to collect um, what I thought would go well together in a chapbook and well represent my work. 
and so I, I did it. Now, in writing for film, they call they they have something called a spine. Are you familiar with that? Oh, uh, well, yes. Mm-hmm. So if um, the live long day has a spine, what would that be? It's a very interesting question um, because, indeed, chapbooks, one of the beauties of chapbooks is that they're smaller, so they're more digestible. Uh, I mean, a lot of poetry is very rich. It takes a while to absorb. You get a whole big book of it. It's rather intimidating. And so, um, as well with a chapbook, it's easy to um, have a theme that you start with and move through and come out on the other end, but you don't have to. Um, this particular chapbook has kind of a buried theme. There's a little bit of um, autobiography in it, but there are many poems that aren't strictly autobiographical, but uh, it's more of a kind of an emotional, uh, associative connection between the poems. And I do feel that if you sit down and read it in one sitting, which is quite possible with a chapbook, that it'll have a, a satisfying arc. Um, I mean, uh, so it isn't, I can't, I can't give you just the, the one word theme, just mm-hmm. that it's uh, organic. Organic and also that is an emotional journey. Well, I hope so. Yes, yes, indeed. Well, let's start off with one of those journeys together. What would you read? What will you read for us? Well, I'd probably love to read a couple of poems, maybe right from the very beginning of the chapbook. Chapbook, okay. um, Because they set the tone. They're purposely put there to um, give a sense of the range of what the reader will encounter. Now, did you make that choice, or did or do you have an editor? Well, I, I, I completely made the choice. Uh, there was an editor, but it was really just for typos and this, that. And, and actually, Carolyn Miller is her name. I did have somebody look it over, a professional editor, and she had some good suggestions and pointed some things out. Um, but no, the, the, the poems and the order of poems um, I chose. You as the writer. That's <laughs> <laughs> a control freak. Yeah, yeah exactly. okay. Well, okay. <laughs> so, okay, so let's take a breath and let's go on this journey with you. Okay, well, if it's all right, I'll read um, three poems in a row. Is that all right? Mm-hmm. Okay. This is your time. Okay, here we go. First poem in the Live Long Day is called Inclement Weather. When young, I faced the wind and rain, waited in vain for more. Now, when storms form, I stand equipped. They find their kind in me. This second poem is called Everyday Special Effects. Face down, float in pool. Shadow below, open eyes, lattice, sun, and water pattern, rims your shadow's shape. Crash arms as one, churn surface, make chaos center out from shadow, shatter lattice, supernova grows and glows. Special effects, every day. And this third poem is called Travel Brochure. He turns it over and over again. A talisman, a worry stone, a charm. The small pamphlet 
lost in his large hands. A pamphlet that spans mysteries. An enchanted city, no less exotic than Oz. A land of silicon silver and bridges of gold. Of oceans and bays and strange exotic ways. Sent months before by a son. Ill and long moved away. The evening breeze carries the scent of wheat and sweetgrass to the porch. The sixty-year-old man turns the pamphlet over and over again in his hands. It could be a cockatoo or a blue-nosed baboon here in the pastel land where twenty-three churches minister to the flock. Over and over he turns the thought. He waited too long, too long. His son, who needed different colors, brighter colors, now gone. May I jump in with one more just so we don't stop on such a down note? <laughs> it actually, I was going to suggest that you do not because of the down note, because I want to digest one more of your autobiography. Okay, so yes. All right, here we go. This is the next poem in the chapbook. It's called Love as Gold. The sun in your hand, but too soft a metal, too soft a metal for serious work. Copper alloyed, it comes to power, the deep fundamental strength of the earth. Hammer it out, to airy thinness until its parts inhabit the air. And we are there. Thank you, Robin. Well, as if my, you were in a, if, right, if you was in an audience, we would have. <laughs> <laughs> so I say thank you, Ang. All right. So now, a poem. First of all, I can see why you uh, a chap book would have just fewer poems to digest because just in the reading of the four you have given us, offered us, that's a lot. Uh, most poems, I mean, the best never, you never exhaust them. The great poems, of course. Not, not, not that these are the great poems, I'm, but I mean, you know, the, yeah, there's a, a richness to most good poetry that... I think it's just overkill to try and absorb. It's like going to an art gallery, and after about 45 minutes, I don't know about you, but I just, I'm, uh, my eyes have glazed over. You know, there's so much to see. You need to take time to actually digest exactly yes. what you're seeing. And you can go back to it, too. You know, over and yeah. over. So take one of the poems um, and just give us the background history of it. Particularly, I'm speaking to those of us who may not come into the world uh, being drawn necessarily to poetry, whether that's they're intimidated or whether or not it doesn't make sense or no one ever explained it in such a way that they could. Yeah. So give us the backdrop of one of the poems. Sure, I'm happy to and do And then how you came to choose this format to tell us the story. Happy to do it, Javelin. And um, I, I, I just want to say, the for me, the, well, the poems I try to write and the poems that I respond to um, are accessible. They aren't overly simplified. I tried to make them, they're not overly simplified. They have the complexity, I hope, of the real world, but they aren't inaccessible either. And 
I myself, um, half the poems I read are are kind of inaccessible to me, <laughs> you know. And uh, so it's it's like anything. You've got to find the ones that work for you. But myself, I tried to set myself the goal of this is fair. This is fair for um, an interested reader. So maybe of those four poems, uh, I could take any one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe an interesting one might be what I think is probably the more um, difficult to get at first reading one, which is everyday special effects. Um, the, the 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 basic image. Well, first of all, everyday special effects. It's the word everyday special and effects mm-hmm. for the title. That's a little bit important to remember because it's a bit different on the page downstream. Um, the, the image itself, and this happened, I was floating in a pool, face down, looking at that beautiful pattern that is created by the sun going through the water, the, the, the you know, uh, David Hockney has exploited that in art, you know, the beautiful shimmering, altering light pattern, the lattice, you know, kind of the grid of, of light. And if you are looking at that with your eyes open and then you crash your arms down together, creating a big disturbance on the surface. It's like, um, you know, it's like an ILM, uh, $1 million special effect, really, if you're looking at it. You created all this other patterns and complex chaos out of the grid of light. So you see here, crash arms as one, churn surface, make chaos, center out from shadow. Shatter lattice, supernova, grows and glows. And um, on the larger sense of it, because then on the page, then it ends with the two words, special effects every day, but they're separated. So it's special on one line, effects, then two lines, then every on one line, and day on the next line. So when you say everyday special effects, that's the uh, title uh, uh, you just think, oh, well, special effects, everyday special effects. But when you separate it out like that, special effects every day. Um, I'm hoping it opens a window onto the fact that if you just open your eyes, the, the world is full of special Well, you effects. just did that for me. And uh, if I was in a classroom with ah. you and you were my poetry instructor, I'd have raised my hand and I'd have said, you know, Mr. Lee, Mr. Lee, <laughs> does that mean that every day, if we just pay attention to, we have this whole brilliant world unfolding before us? I'm, I'm looking at a little silver um, uh, lampshade here. It's got the most amazing reflections of what we're seeing, you know, the lighting behind just because of its texture and its shape. Um, Yes, that's it. You know, they're all over the place, of course, if you, you know, if you open your eyes to them, you know. Now, how does poetry impact you as a film editor? That's the other you you come into this interview at least as a writer, as a musician, and as a film editor. How does poetry impact that? Well, I see if at all. Yeah. Well, yes, it does. I see them all as kind of a piece. Um, you know, I kind of I divide up the arts in a certain way to ones that exist through time and ones that are in a way timeless you know something like sculpture or painting i mean they're static but you it takes time to absorb them they kind of add time they're these static objects which invest you know a, a period of time they're timeless in that way but there are the other arts 
like uh, poetry, dance, music, that exists through time. You know, you have to divide up time, and music is the most pure of, of, of those arts, of course. Um, and um, of, uh, filmmaking, uh, film editing, uh, poetry, music, those are the kinds of arts I'm attracted to, um, where you have to take the time and shape it, you know, different acts, different beats, different stories, uh, music, of course, uh, the, the repetition of phrases, the whole different kind of structures available to you in classical and other music. Mm. And so, and as well, I must say, music and poetry in particular are very um, linked to me. And if I, if I may quote uh, Ted Hughes, he said, uh, in all art, everything that isn't the music rides on the music. And... I find that is the case. And again, if we analyzed any one of these poems, there would be a kind of a, I hope anyway, kind of a, a musical undertone to it. Let me just look at one quickly. Well, actually, you, are, you brought some music to oh, actually read. Fine. So this might be a oh, wonderful oh, okay. way to transition into that. Yeah. So we'll play the song and then you will actually read yes. on top of that yeah. music to sort of make that point. I right. love the way you, you spoke about that in terms of reshaping time. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that. Okay, great. Let's do it. This, this poem is called An Afternoon in the Country. Golden fish seeking bright silver clouds. Copper clouds kissing pale bronze birds. Bronze birds seeking deep copper trees. Silverfish kissing bright golden clouds, golden clouds seeking pale silver birds, copper birds kissing deep bronze trees, bronze trees seeking bright copper fish. Golden fish kissing pale silver clouds, copper clouds seeking deep bronze birds, bronze birds kissing bright copper trees, silver fish seeking pale golden clouds, golden clouds kissing deep silver birds, copper birds seeking bright bronze trees, bronze trees kissing pale copper fish. Golden fish seeking deep silver clouds, copper clouds kissing bright bronze birds. Bronze birds seeking pale copper trees. Silverfish kissing deep golden clouds. Golden clouds seeking bright silver birds. Copper birds kissing pale bronze trees. Bronze trees seeking deep copper fish.
golden fish kissing bright silver clouds. Copper clouds seeking pale bronze birds. Bronze birds kissing deep copper trees. Silver fish seeking bright golden clouds. journey now the music composition yours steve reich music for mallet instruments i did a bit of an edit of it okay so the language of it was obvious what is the backstory well it's sort of um a, a, a proof not that anyone needs one that anything is open for poetry language just the beauty of language and repetition and anything goes and um this has a, a kind of a, um, a mechanical sort of pattern where it, golden fish seeking bright silver clouds, by the end of it, rotating through the um, pattern, you end up with a, an inversion of it, silver fish seeking bright golden clouds. Um, not that anyone would know that listening to it. It really is sort of meant to be kind of an almost hallucinogenic kind of um, imagery um, experience. Well, I think you, uh, at least in my experience listening to you, it, it, it did take me at first into a, a dance imagery in my head, a, a pull and tug of uh, energy that was not as much of a, a, a struggle in the pool, but a rhythm of, of, of uh, cooperation at oh, some point. Sweet. So it felt really... Works for me. Um, <laughs> and there is no line that's repeated. I mean, there's only one, two, three, four, five, six words. And they're all unique. So it's interesting to consider, you know, you've got, um, you know, golden fish, copper clouds, bronze birds, copper trees. I mean, all of these. And there's... I don't know, I've never counted it, but there's all kinds of variations of just those six words. You know, this is language. It's just an, an amazing um, tool. <laughs> Who's your publishing company for your work? Uh, it's called Finishing Line Press, and they really did a wonderful job of um, laying out the book. I'm very proud of the way it looks and feels. I mean, I consider that very important. It's got a, a, a photograph on it that's very attractive, I feel, uh, sort of a rain scene of in the streets and um and uh they specialize pretty much in chap books um so they they've got it down they 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 guide you through the process i didn't need much guidance myself but and um they uh they do a a wonderful job um and they're out of kentucky <laughs> finishing and, line press and was it a relatively easy process and how did why did you choose them to be to publish your first body well, of work partially because they agreed to publish the book <laughs> it's hard to find makes, publishing for makes, poetry yeah. but um um it was not hard why uh, is that so oh you'll hear and i believe it's probably true there isn't much money in it you know for publishers it's it's um you know it's kind of a specialty sort of thing, and uh, but some some publishers do, and uh, I applaud them. And Finishing Line Press did a, a lovely job, and it was um, it was easy, basically. I mean, I I had the, the galleys as they're known, uh, uh, where they send me 
the first uh, mock-up of the book and I give them a bunch of notes to make sure everything's great and then um, they send me the next and um, there are fewer things to adjust and finally on the third go-round there was only one note which was take this poem please and raise it up one line closer to the title. This is the fetishistic level of detail you know you kind of have to in, uh, for for poetry <laughs> I feel um, and that was it and at every stage, uh, they were very helpful, and um, and it got done. So now, next week, what's going on for you? And um, yes, uh, well, I'm. I, I, it's not. It's, it's it's the book launch. Although people who pre-ordered the book have received their books and all that, so it's not as if it's not out there at all. But uh, at um, Rebound Books at Fourth and G in San Rafael, a wonderful uh, bookstore. Um, used in new books um, and uh, run by a, a great uh, uh, friends of mine, Joel and Tony. Um, on Saturday the 29th at 4 o'clock, I will be doing uh, a reading. It'll be the book launch and there'll be an open reading afterwards, which is kind of fun. It's 4 o'clock in the afternoon through to 6 at Rebound Books. And uh, it'd be great to see you. And guess what? Um, some of the books will be available if you want to buy one. I'll sign it if you want. Fantastic. <laughs> and um, there we are. That's next Saturday. Next Saturday. So we're listening to Robin Lee, and I'm Javelin Java, cover-to-cover cover open book Javelin. I said my own name wrong, Javelin. Cover-to-cover <laughs> uh, cover open book. And so what films? Are there films that you've done, that you've edited, that we would know about? In the oh, maybe. Uh, maybe not. Um, I'm proud of them all. Uh, there was a, a documentary about Gary Snyder, the poet, um, that uh, Will Hurst, the third, got... Uh, going, which I think is a, it was a joy to work on that with John Healy, the director. It being about poetry, of course, it was right up my alley, so I was able to serve the poetry, I hope. Often in, in films, you don't see poetry well served. They use one stanza or they put inappropriate music or something like that. I insisted that we um, just have, if we start a poem, we finish the poem, you know, and this sort of thing. And we chose poems that were appropriate for that for the film that's called the practice of the wild and there's a whole variety of other films that's one of the great things about the film business is you never quite know what subject matter you're going to be delving into i cut a couple of films for a fellow named darren kerr uh one about uh a biker uh the biker movement but a, a band uh that's the house band of the biker movement called the fried brothers and it turns out to be about much more than just a band in the biker movement uh, biker culture and i'm talking about harleys and that sort of thing uh ends up being about family and loyalty and another one about the first cambodian baseball team called uh, uh, uh Oh, my God, I blanked out on the name of uh, Rice Field of Dreams. Rice Field of Dreams. <laughs> okay, in our last couple minutes together, Robin, is there something else you'd like to share with our listening audience? Well, I very quickly, I, would I have time for um, a cause for cautious optimism? Let's go for it. Let's try it. Okay, yeah. it's, it's a slightly longer poem, but um, I thought it would be a nice one to finish off. Just in case I can't say it um, after this is done, if you want to um, uh, see a website about my poetry book, you can go to the live long day, just one word, 
www.weebly, that's W-E-E-B-L-Y dot com. There's a few poems there that aren't uh, in the book or haven't been read, and there's a, a, the ability to order the book. Anyway, check it up if, uh, if you wish, the livelongday.weebly, W-E-E-B-L-Y dot com. And here we go. Robin Lee. With Cause for Cautious Optimism. Because it arches Waldo Grade, the leading civil servant, with normal civil verve, named it Waldo Tunnel. But my son calls it the Rainbow Tunnel, after painted spectral bands that span its southern side. But even this approaching bit of cheer is tamped by dusk and rain as car-clad commuters and I stop-start towards the city. I am driving to a reading of all things and wondering exactly why. I ease into the tunnel and I settle in, a quarter hour or more of concrete and fluorescent light. And then, 50 yards along, the light beep of a horn is heard. The nasal pungent sound bounds around containing walls. You've been listening to Robin Lee. You can go to his website for more. His, his opening next week. And I've been your host, Javelin Richards. Thank you for listening to Cover to Cover Open Books. KPFA, La Raza Chronicles, and Radio 2050 are proud sponsors of Blacas, the Most Dangerous Tattoo, a play by Paul Flores, developed with and directed by Michael John Garces, and starring Rick Salinas of Culture Clash, and me, Sarita Ocon. Blacas is a bilingual tale of fathers and sons, transformation and redemption. Now on a five-city U.S. tour, Blacas will present four performances from Wednesday, March 26th through Saturday, March 29th at Laney College Theater in Oakland. Tickets available at www www.sfiaf.org or call 1-800-838-3006. For discounted and educational or other group tickets, call 415-399-9000.